I don't know about your kids, but my kids would spend way too much time on screens every day if I let them. And maybe it would be no big deal, except that I can like plainly see a difference in their mood, in their behavior, when they're using screens too much. They get off, they're cranky, they're agitated, they're rude, and I don't have time for that. (laughs) And even if it didn't affect them negatively, I still know that they're missing out on better things, good things that would fill them up and build them up when they're spending all their times on screens. And I think that most moms will agree that it's so important to have healthy boundaries around screen times, but that it's also really complicated when your kids are constantly asking you to go on screens. So today we are talking about five steps to create healthy screen time boundaries this summer. All right, grab a pen and paper and let's do it. Hey mama, welcome to the Nurse Mom Podcast, where you're going to learn how to ditch the mom stress through renewed mindsets, healthy habits, and balanced nutrition. God is calling you to a life of peace, joy, and rest even during this crazy season when kids are tugging at your legs, you can't get a minute to yourself, and you feel like you have a million things to do. So if you are ready to leave the stress and busyness behind and step into the goodness that God has for you and your family, then you are in the right place. So set those kiddos up with some Legos, some Play-Doh, or whatever is going to keep them engaged for the next 20 minutes while we dig into today's show. Let's do it. Welcome back. We are here at the Nurse Mom Podcast talking about healthy screen time boundaries today. And I know that this is a topic that we need to talk about because I have friends and we talk and I know that so many of us are struggling with creating healthy boundaries for our kids. And so many of us are overwhelmed with our kids constantly asking to be on screens and wanting to go on screens. And frankly, it's just so much easier to just give in and let them go on screens because it's a constant struggle. But we need to have limits. We need to have healthy boundaries and habits around screen time for ourselves and our kids. Otherwise, we're going to be creating unhealthy habits that could carry into adulthood. So what am I talking about? Well, as a culture, we are getting more and more into the habit of automatically turning to our screens to boost our mood or to soothe us when we're in a bad mood or just not feeling great. And honestly, this is not the healthiest option, right? Because instead of dealing with our emotions, we're zoning out. And I get it. Like after a long day, sometimes I just want to scroll on Facebook. But then after I do, I'm like, wow, I just wasted a bunch of time and I don't feel any better than I did before. So, I mean, what are we getting out of this? And like, I get it. Like Facebook can be a good tool, but so many times we're using this technology in the wrong ways. Another bad habit that so many kids are falling into is just automatically turning to screens when they're bored, 
right? Instead of thinking of something creative to do and using their their imagination, they're automatically just zoning out and turning to screens. And this is really squashing opportunities for them to learn new skills and to be curious about the world. Another bad habit that's caused from screens is the habit of disengaging from relationships. So for example, my mother-in-law was over the other day and Silas was playing Paint 3D on my computer before she was leaving. And so now grandma's ready to go and she's trying to get Silas's attention and Silas is barely even looking up from his screen to say goodbye because screens draw our attention away from the real world. And the one thing that I always say to my kids is what's more important, screens or relationships? And they know the answer, but still, he's having a hard time taking his eyes away from the screen and looking at grandma, even though he loves grandma. And if she leaves and he didn't say goodbye, he would feel terrible after. But that screen is just drawing him in. There was a study done in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships that said that the presence of phone, just the presence of phone being with you, makes you feel less close and connected to the people you are physically with because your attention is divided. So whether or not you even answer it or check the text, you're still thinking about the phone, which is crazy, and it's inhibiting meaningful conversations. For example, like how many times do you check your phone or think about like, oh, where's my phone while you're playing and talking with your kids or with whoever you're with? You know, like our phones are a huge distraction. And the more time that our kids are on screens, it means that there's less time for interaction with their parents, with their siblings, with their friends. Like remember when you were a kid and you spent summers playing in your neighborhood or in your backyard and you're playing with your siblings and your neighborhood friends. Now look around the neighborhoods. Where are the kids? They're all inside, zoned out on screens by themselves. And they're missing opportunities to develop meaningful friendships. And even if they're playing with their friends online, Communication skills are different in person than they are over a screen. And when kids aren't communicating in person, they're missing out on how to develop those conversation skills and how to interact with each other in the real world. And screens are taking away from family time and bonding. Like go into a restaurant and look around and so many times you'll see families that are all just looking at their screens instead of looking at each other. And I'm sure if this is happening in a restaurant, it's happening at their dinner tables too. And relationships are so important to our mental health. I mean, we even hear it. Jesus tells us what is the most important things, our relationship with God and our relationships with others. But we are disengaging from relationships as a culture. And because of this, there are drastic results. I mean, suicide is the second leading cause of death in people aged 10 to 34 years old. 10 years old, second leading cause of death is suicide. This is crazy. And I'm not going to say it's all because of screens. I mean, there's lots of things happening in our culture. But I mean, when screens are not used in the right way, It is contributing to this trend. Screen use is affecting our kids' emotional health and the way that their brains develop. 
Studies show that children who spent more than two hours a day on screens had lower scores on thinking and language tests. Studies also show that kids who use screens a lot, and I think it's like a lot, I think the study was like seven hours a day, have a premature thinning of their cortex, which is the part of the brain that processes the five senses. And like, yes, that might be seven hours, that's super excessive, but if it's having that effect on these kids at seven hours, I mean, I know it's having an effect at smaller lengths of time as well, because screens are changing the way that our brains work. So screens chronically overstimulate and reroute blood flow from the frontal lobe, which the frontal lobe is responsible for regulating your mood, your decision-making, prioritizing, your impulse control, empathy, creativity, right? So this part of your brain, when you're on screens, it kind of like shuts down. And the part of your brain that's responsible for like, Breathing and automatic responses is the one where all the blood flow goes to. So it makes total sense that when we ask our kids to get off screens, they lose their cool sometimes because they're a part of their brain that controls their impulses and decision making is like shut off. Of course they can't control themselves, right? This is so crazy. And I can totally relate. Like we struggle big time, like not so much with TV, but with video games. Like my kids, when they play video games and then we have them get off, it's like, it's crazy. We have screaming, we have crying, we have like super tantrums and it's like every single time. And then I have to ask myself, me and my husband are like, why do we let them play? And I don't know, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> we'll probably get into that a little more in a little bit. But excessive use of screens is not good for kids developing brains, right? We want that frontal lobe to get plenty of blood flow and be active so that the part of the brain that's responsible for self-control and decision-making and regulating mood can grow and be healthy. So all that to say, guys, we need to have healthy boundaries around screens. And plus, we only have so many summers with our kids. You know, one day they're going to be grown up and they're going to be out in the world, not under our roofs. And we've got to make all the time count. And if we're all just plugged into our screens and we're missing out on moments on memories that we could be creating and in times to build our relationship, right? We don't want to miss out on those moments because we're plugged into screens. So what's the solution? All right, so step one, you need to sit down and talk to your spouse, if you're married, um, about your values, right? First of all, I mean, I try to make these decisions on my own. <laughs> Never goes well. Sit down and talk with your husband. What do you want tech to do for your family? So I'm reading this book, Screen Kids, um, by Arlene Pelican and Gary Chapman, the author of Five Love Languages, and they talk about a digital philosophy. So what do you want tech to do for your family? Do you want it to, um, you know, create a time for bonding, or do you want to use it for relaxation or for learning? Talk to your spouse about this so you can see eye to eye. Because, for example, I'd be good with no TV, really, and just using computers for learning and active things like workout videos and drawing videos and things like that. But Dale really likes to use TV to relax. So we have to meet in the middle. 
And honestly, I love family movie night and I love when we watch shows together. But I'm not super into independent screen time because I just feel like it takes away. But, you know, Dale likes that aspect of, of it, being able to sit down and relax for a little bit. So we meet in the middle. So what do you want tech to do for your family? And what, do you, what don't you want tech to do? Um, for instance, you don't want it to interfere with your relationships, right? You don't want it to interfere. I mean, I, don't, I know I don't want it to interfere with my kids using creativity and imagination and other opportunities for playing and learning. We don't want it to interfere with sleep. So what are these things that are important to you? And kind of get an idea of where you and your spouse stand. Okay, so step number two, you came up with your values, you're on common ground, now you need to set guidelines around your values. So for example, if you don't want screens to interfere with your relationships, set some, some guidelines around this. Maybe no screens at the dinner table. Maybe no screens when you're at gatherings with other people, like cookouts or something. Like I know like the other day we were at a cookout and my little one got bored. You know, he felt like no one was playing with him. And first thing he comes and asks for is, can I have your phone? But you know what? That's going to take away from the opportunity for him to be like, all right, well, I was bored. I don't feel like I fit in. I'm just going to zone out and go on the screen. Or if he doesn't have a screen, he's going to challenge himself. He's going to find something to do or he's going to find a way to fit in with that group of kids and challenge himself if he's feeling shy or whatever it is. But if he has that screen, he's going to zone out and miss those opportunities to make those social connections. Or if you have a value of not wanting screens to interfere with creativity, then maybe you wouldn't allow passive screens until later in the day. And what I mean by passive screens is, you know, there's a difference in the different types of screen use, right? We could be using screens to watch a drawing video and draw something. We could be using screens to learn something. Or we could just be watching screens to kind of just relax and watch a TV show or play a game. So when we're doing something with the screens and we're interacting, that's active screen time. But when we're not, that's passive screen time. So I, we tend to limit passive screen time much more than we limit active screen time in my house because we don't want it to interfere with creativity. So another example, if you don't want screens to interfere with sleep, how can you set guidelines around this? Maybe you will make a guideline that says no screens one hour before bed or maybe no screens in the bedroom. And I've been wanting to work on this area because our like go-to time to watch screens is generally like after dinner right before bed. And sometimes I wonder if it's affecting my kids' sleep. So that's something I want to start paying attention to and like jotting down like are they sleeping better on the nights that we don't watch TV before bed? Another example of setting guidelines to match your values. So if you're wanting screens to enrich your relationships, setting up, you know, a weekly or a monthly family movie night or get into the habit of looking up things that you're curious about together. And this is one that we always do because we're just home homeschooling and we'll come across something and I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to look that up. And it will lead us down like a rabbit trail together where we're curious together and it's fun to learn things together. 
and it creates a bonding experience. Or if your kids are into playing games, you know, you could jump on Minecraft and play with your kids every once in a while and use that as a bonding experience. And I know what you're thinking, like what? Play games with my kids? Because I am there. Like they'll ask me every so often, like, do you want to play Game Beast? And I'm like, not really. I want to get stuff done while you're busy. (laughs) Which brings us to our next point. Number three, we need to say goodbye to the electronic babysitter as the book Screen Kids puts it. Because it's so easy to just say, yes, go on screens because it keeps the kids quiet and you don't have to monitor everything, right? Or break up fights. But just because it's easy to set the kids up in front of a screen so you can get things done, it doesn't mean it's the best option. And I'm gonna give you some better options because I know that we all need time to get things done. So one thing that I really like to do is kid swap. If you need time to do X, Y, and Z, the laundry, I'll have alone time, get some work done. Other moms need time to do things too. So get together with these other moms that you know, maybe your family, your friends, the neighborhood moms, and make arrangements like, hey, I'll take your kids Tuesday if you take my kids Wednesday. And then we both get a couple hours off. So we've been doing this with the neighborhood moms, which has been really nice. Like I take all the neighborhood kids on Thursday and then my neighbor takes my kids on Friday. And then this week they've been hopping over to other houses as well. And it's been really nice to have like a free hour. And I know it's nice for the other moms too. So I call this kid swapping. So talk to some other moms and ask them like, hey, you want to have some time off? Because I need some time off. Let's kid swap. Another way to get some time to get the things done is to ask your family and friends for help. Guys, people want to help. Like your family and friends, they want to be close to your kids. They probably like spending time with your kids. Just like you don't mind taking your nieces or nephews or your friends' kids sometimes. So if you need some time off, Just ask for it. It's no big deal. And like I actually, I have an awesome friend, Siobhan, if you're listening, who has been taking my boys once a week since I started recording this podcast. And she takes them so I can get this done. And it's such a blessing because I love doing this and this is creative for me and it's an outlet for me. And my boys love going with her and playing with her and her daughter. And it's just so great. But like She would not have known that I needed the help if I didn't put it out there and say, hey, I'm looking for someone to help me. So just ask for help if you need it. Another way to avoid the electronic babysitter is to include your kids in what you're needing to get done. So if you need to cook dinner, include your kids. Like kids like to cook and it's such a good skill for them to learn. If you need to do chores, Include your kids. These are good skills for them to learn. And honestly, I love when my whole family helps with with dinner. It's such an awesome bonding experience to all be together in the kitchen and all be working on something for a common cause and then sit down and eat it together. It's just people bond over food. So don't be afraid to include your kids in these things, doing laundry, doing chores, cooking, all this stuff. Just include them. And the last tip I have for you to avoid the electronic babysitter is to just let your kids be bored. 
You don't have to fix their problem when they say that they're bored. And actually, being bored is really good for your kids' brain development. It allows room for creativity. It allows room to decompress. Right, Boredom is good for the brain because it gives it time between tasks to process and consolidate info that it's learning. So like if your kids say that they're bored, no big deal. They're going to figure it out in like 10 minutes and find something to do. Okay, step number four for creating healthy screen time boundaries is to create routines and rhythms that honor your screen time values and guidelines. I know you guys didn't think that we were going to get through a whole podcast without talking about routines and rhythms, did you? Because routines and rhythms will make your life easier because your kids know what to expect. So they're going to stop pestering you. They're going to quickly learn that you don't allow screen time before breakfast or you don't allow screen time before the chores are done or whatever guidelines you decide on. And they're going to learn when you do allow screen time. So that way they won't be wondering. So they won't be constantly asking because it gets exhausting always having to decide like, should I let them play? Should I not let them play? Have they done other things that will like fill them up and, you know, grow their brain in good ways? (laughs) Oh man, who knows? Okay, so routines and rhythms around screen time. What does that look like? So if you have decided to allow, you know, an hour and a half of passive screen time use every day, you need to decide when will it be? Can they wake up and watch it? Or is it saved for later in the day? Do the chores have to be done first? You need to decide what the rhythm will be. So for example, we only allow active screen time in the morning and early afternoon. So there's no passive screen time during that time, except for on Saturdays, which is part of our rhythm. But, um, you know, they can do like drawing videos. We really love the Art for Kids Hub videos if you're looking for something like that. Um, And that usually happens on my workout days. So passive screen time, like TV, is saved for later in the day. Usually after we've been outside all day playing, like around four, they'll ask. And they'll do like a half an hour most nights before dinner and then usually like a half an hour after dinner before bed. So this is our routine. The kids know what to expect. It's easy for me to say, no, we're not watching TV in the morning because that's just what we do. And they easily accept it because that's just what we do. And pay attention to what works for your family and what works for your kids. Learn what works best. Like I know that when we start the day off with TV, like my kids are just in a poor mood all day and they're kind of like ungrateful for some reason the rest of the day. It's like we started with TV and then they're like, what are we going to do next? And I say like, oh, we're going on a hike. And now like a hike is terrible because it just can't compare to TV. So it just kind of sets us up for like not a great start. So that's why I don't allow it. But your kids might respond completely differently. So you need to start to be aware of what's going to work for your family and for your kids and then create your routines around that. And yes, as you're starting these routines, you're going to get some pushback. Your kids are going to be like, yay, mom and dad are limiting screen time. Like they're probably not going to respond that way. But that's why you have to be consistent. So step number five is be consistent. And this is the most important aspect. Because if you're not consistent, your kids are going to push and they're going to try to walk over you. They're going to keep asking and try to break you down until you say yes. 
right? I know we've all been there. So stay consistent. And you know, if you're consistent for a week, your kids are going to get it. They're going to know that you're not budging. And this will just be your new routine, your new way of life. And you will have healthy screen time boundaries for you and your family that will work. All right, let's recap. Number one, Talk about your values and your expectations with your spouse. What do you want technology to do for your family and what don't you want it to do? Number two, set your guidelines around your values. Number three, stop using screen time as a babysitter. That's probably the hardest one, mamas. Number four, create rhythms and routines that honor your screen time values and guidelines. And number five, be consistent. So, I mean, screens can be a good tool. They can be a great way to learn, to be creative, to bond together as a family. But if we don't have healthy boundaries, they can quickly turn into something that is going to take away from your family and take away from opportunities for your kids to learn and grow. So um, so set those healthy boundaries, mama. If you found this episode helpful or motivational, please share it with a friend. Go into your Apple Podcasts app and at the top right-hand corner, click the three dots. Go to share and you can share it to Facebook or you can message it directly to someone who you think it will bless. And until next week, I pray that God blesses you and gives you wisdom as you walk this out. In Jesus' name, amen. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you or inspired you in any way, could you please take a minute to write a review on Apple Podcasts? Writing a review is the number one way that you can help me to reach more moms just like you. And reading your reviews truly inspires me and encourages me to keep doing this work. Also, don't forget to connect with other like-minded mamas in our Facebook community so that we can encourage and uplift each other on this journey. The link to the Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening and may your heart overflow with God's peace and love. God bless.